welcome to the Focal Tangent Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Amlani, and in my years of business and entrepreneurship, I've learned a thing or two. I'm a brand strategist and photographer. I love a great brand and capturing businesses in action. However, what has always stuck with me is the uniqueness in every story and brand. This is a show all about connecting the power of storytelling mindset and brand strategy to bring to light the abundance of possibilities for creating the business of your dreams. Join me each week as I bring you impactful conversations with thought leaders in all areas of business branding and personal growth and be inspired by the unique stories of experience and grit that led to success they never thought possible. So let's dive into this week's conversation. Welcome to the first episode of the Focal Tangent Perspectives That Shift podcast. I am so excited to be here and to welcome you on the show today for this very first episode. I wanted to share something. I am launching this podcast just in time for my milestone birthday. I am leaving a a decade and entering another one. So I am turning 40 and I wanted to really reflect on the last decade and share with you some of the lessons learned that I've experienced in the world of entrepreneurship. So when I reflect on my 30s, last decade, I went from being single, living downtown in Toronto with my tiny toy poodle in my condo, to then being married, having two kids, parting from my corporate career at the bank to become an entrepreneur. I was working at the bank for at least 17 years. It was all that I knew. When I was in my 20s, I had it all mapped out. I would get certified as a project management professional. I would go to business school meet my Prince Charming, climb the corporate ladder. And I did. And I'm really, really happy about it and proud of myself. And then from there, I'd reach utopia. What that utopia was, I didn't have it written down, but I wanted to make sure that I checked everything off of my list. And I realized as I reflect right now, today, that I am in my utopia, the world of entrepreneurship. So With that, I'm going to kick it off and dive into the five lessons learned so far. Number one, community. Community is everything. So when you're an entrepreneur, it can be lonely and you don't necessarily have coworkers day to day or people that you see in a corporation who you can bounce ideas off of all the time. And I found that with being an entrepreneur, Surrounding myself in community means a whole lot, and I still do it to this day. So it's asking for help, asking questions, being around other entrepreneurs who are facing some of the same challenges as me. It really helped me grow so much. When I had the idea of wanting to start my own business, I reached out to photographers that I knew. And I said, hey, I'm thinking of starting my own business in family photography. Can you help me? Can I pick your brain on what's worked for you and how you got started? And my wedding photographer, who I use for everything, was like, yeah, you should talk to one of our photographers who just started her own family photography business. So then I met Krista and she was so generous with her knowledge and sharing her perspective. And she recommended that I join a group called Mamas and Co. And the rest is history. I've been in the group for years and I still am in it. And it helped me learn and grow so much. 
I asked questions. So at first when I joined the group, I was observing because I was nervous. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. So I would observe and just kind of tune in to the conversations and see what people are talking about. And then I started to ask questions. I would attend some events, get to know people. And then it was an organic growth that, that happened inside of me. I started to make some friends, make some collaborations and connections with people. And I also met some amazing business coaches who helped me grow the business and structure it and price myself. And now I'm now mentoring some of the new members in the group, which is really cool to be able to give back and share and help people who are entering the world of entrepreneurship. The second lesson learned that I experience in entrepreneurship is that the reality is, is that it can be lonely. It is lonely. You're working in solitude. You're working your own hours, which is a plus, right? But that also means sometimes I'm working off hours. I'm working at night after the kids are sleeping. And it's not like I have coworkers there with me all the time to keep me company. Meeting clients is super fun and having clients to talk to. But at the same time, it can be lonely because as an entrepreneur, you're making the decisions on your own. You're thinking of the ideas in solitude. And oftentimes you want to be able to bounce those ideas off of somebody or just to kind of chit chat, to take your mind off of things or to vent. And I realized that human interaction is truly essential. When I first started my business, I was working around the clock and I soon became extremely lonely. And I found that there was some outlets, there was ways to relieve that. So when I talk about human interaction being essential, being in these community groups really helps because there's networking opportunities or there's events to go out to. I am an ambivert, so I am like introvert and extrovert. But I mean, the anxiety of going to these events is high, you know, like going to these events, I don't know anyone. So some were good, some were bad, but nonetheless, it all helped me to just be around people, to make those connections. And now in this world of the virtual space, even showing up to a virtual networking event, or now there's a lot of virtual co-working events where you're literally signing on for an hour with other entrepreneurs and just, you can put yourself on mute if you want. And just having that hour to dedicate, do your thing while you're in company of others. It really, really helps. And it's really good for the soul. And I've also been in some groups that are accountability groups. And that's really great to just share your goals, what you hope to achieve between the meeting that you're in and the next meeting. And oftentimes, when you just say it out loud, what you want to do, what you hope to achieve, it just helps you really complete it. And it helps to just share and put it out there. The third lesson that I learned is that consistency is key. So when I started my business, I would blog when I felt like it. I would send emails here and there. I noticed I was mainly sending emails to my list when I had an opening. So when I would open up sessions or mini sessions in my business or I had something to sell. And I would post on social media every so often. In fact, when I started diving into brand photography, I was afraid to even start posting about it. I'm like, well, you know, I'm doing family photography and I have this 
interest in doing brand photography. Um, so what had happened was when I was doing family photography, I organically started meeting some business owners of children's brands and shooting their brand photography. And then it also through my networking with other brands, I was like, oh, I really want to help them in the way that I know. And that's through my camera. So it just organically happened. And one day I woke up and I'm like, this is what I want to do. I, I really want to dive into it. And I created another Instagram account. And then I felt felt paralyzed. I was afraid to start posting about it because I wanted it to be perfect. And I was worried about what people will think and how I should sell myself. What should I talk about? What if there's no engagement on my post? So the account just kind of sat stagnant for a while. And I would post here and there whenever I kind of felt a little bit of inspiration. And then when I started being consistent, when I started showing up, posting with my offerings, sharing stories, sharing tips, sharing the behind the scenes of how I do things and sharing behind the scenes of my photo shoots, I experienced growth. I experienced engagement. People were genuinely interested in what I was putting out there. And then as I started started to show up consistently, I felt like my audience knew when to expect me to be online and my engagement grew. And then when COVID hit and I couldn't do photo shoots in person, I found myself starting to blog consistently. I was posting on LinkedIn, sharing articles, pouring out my knowledge and tips that I've always wanted to share. And my visibility grew even more. I was like, wow. I found myself stepping into the shoes of being a thought leader and it felt really, really good. And I realized that I was also teaching this to my clients to show up consistently, to use their photos, their brand photos to tell their story, to post often. And I realized that it was so important that I also walk the walk and showcase that myself. And when I started to do it, it really validated what I was teaching, what I was putting out there. The fourth lesson that I learned and realized in being an entrepreneur that is that people want to get to know me. They want to see the face behind the brand. And that is not something that I was used to. It was not something that on the outset of creating my business, what I did up front. I mean, I worked for a corporation for I mean, all of my working life for all different brands. And it was me getting to know that brand, embody the values of that brand. But I was always behind their logo. You know, it wasn't like my own personal brand. So I started to learn about the importance of that, the personal brand. And when I think about even when I worked in the corporate environment, the face behind the brand is oftentimes the CEO. People want to know who is leading this company. And that's the same thing with being in entrepreneurship. People want to know who is behind this company because there can be so many companies doing the same thing, but there's only one of you. There's only one kind of leader, business owner who's making things just a tiny bit different. And that is oftentimes the decision factor when people are searching for who should they invest in. You know, there's 10 companies doing the same thing. How do they make that choice? Oftentimes it's based on the experience that they have dealing with that company and who that leader is, who can they trust? So when I found that when I started to show up in my business, my biggest lesson was that people really want to know me. My approach used to be to showcase my work. I would post 
my portfolio, the images that I shot. And I'm like, okay, if I post what I shoot, then it's going to sell my services. And to extent, I guess it, it works. However, when I started to post about me, that's when I experienced exponential growth. I would share about my family life, my personal interests. So I have a lot of interest in wellness and energy healing. And that started to really attract people who shared similar interests. I love to post about my kids and then also activities that I like to do with the kids, sharing my mom life experiences. And that created connections with the families that were following me on Instagram. So as I worked with more and more brands, I noticed the before and after. I noticed a shift in perspective, not only in how the audience growth would happen, but also a shift in how the business owners themselves would show up in their business when they had images of themselves that kind of showcase their story, their authentic selves, I found that they were proud to show it off. They felt more comfortable to be vulnerable to then attach their story to it. And it was all truly connecting. I became a huge believer in branding and personal branding. I also started getting photos done of myself, showing up, showcasing the behind the scenes, telling the stories sharing tips. And I discovered that I loved it, teaching, connecting people to each other, which leads me to my fifth lesson. And that is storytelling is so powerful in branding and marketing and selling your service and product. There's so much depth when you attach a story to it. A story gives so much perspective to what you're trying to say. There's a story about even a product, about the why, the how, how it can make people's lives better how the person thought of it. There's multiple perspectives and viewpoints. And there's also a lot of hardships. There's so many iterations of services and products and not all of them were successful, but by sharing that, there's nuggets of wisdom and all of that shapes who we are today and where we are in business and in life. And it's all really powerful. And when we own our story and allow vulnerability, it really unlocks courage, which then attracts our dream clients because we're putting out there what we want, who we are, and then the opportunities that we truly desire start to come. And this year, as part of my path of being vulnerable, I also signed up to become a co-author of a book. So Life Love Lemonade was released in May, and it was the most vulnerable experience that I've been through, but it was so rewarding. So to say that I'm a published author of a best-selling book is one thing, but the internal growth that I experienced was a whole other thing. So in the story, I shared my story of how I became an entrepreneur, and I also shared my mental health journey. So I did experience some depression a couple years ago, and I shared that story. It was very vulnerable, but I felt like, you know what? This is me. This is who I am. And even though I experienced these challenges in life, I wanted to share the process of how I overcame it, the process of sharing it with everyone so that it can help inspire others and to help normalize these experiences that people go through. I I just really feel that you don't need to hide it or feel ashamed of the experiences that you go through because it's all part of life. Life is not all about happiness. Life is 
life the way it is with all the emotions, everything, the experience, everything that we go through. I discovered that I am intuitive and have this gift of connecting people, seeing beauty, capturing beauty, and showcasing it. And that's what really inspired me to start this podcast. I love to showcase stories and beauty and to show people the connections that they can make in business and in life to create the success that they've always wanted. And I also find branding really interesting. Um, I know this sounds really cheesy, but there's so many different ways to brand and showcase your brand. There's a huge umbrella of different paths that you can take. And it's almost like, you know, you can paint your canvas your way. Trust yourself with each stroke and see where it leads you. This podcast will provide inspiring stories of grit and it will provide tips from experts in all areas of business and life. And I'm so excited to bring those connections here on the podcast. And you'll see the connections, the stories, the power of mindset and the beauty of how it can really elevate your business and your brand. I really believe in owning your awesome and that everyone is so unique and so special. And I also want to share that it took me weeks to name this podcast. I knew I wanted something a little bit different, something unique, abstract. And in fact, I actually reached out to a company in in Amsterdam and I'm like, hey, you specialize in naming companies. This is your zone of genius. This is my vision for this podcast, for this brand. And I shared from the heart how I saw it. And they came back with names. And one of them was Focal Tangent. And Focal Tangent, let me just share with you what it means. So the word tangent usually denotes a negative idea, such as going off tangent. But in this case, it emphasizes the innovative, positive, and disruptive ideas and strategies that bring your brands to the forefront. I love it. And it felt so right. But at the same time, there was a fear. I was like, this is so abstract. It's, you know, it's not intuitive when people hear it. They're going to be like, what? What do you mean? So I actually explored more names that were more mainstream and it didn't sit right. I just kept mulling over it. I was like, ah, oh, it just doesn't feel like it's clicking. And there's so many names on the internet that are similar. And I also engage with a trademark lawyer and I'm like, hey, you know, can I use these names? And she's like, well, they're pretty common and there's a few common trademarks in place. So you should explore something different. So I have this book in my bookcase that's been in there for like, you know, decades. And it was called The Purple Cow by Seth Godin. I picked it up and started reading it. And it's all about owning your awesome, being different, leaning in. And one of the quotes he says is, you know, safe is risky. And I woke up one morning and I had this download, this nudge that said to go with my gut, to go with what I wanted to do, my intuition. And and that was to name the podcast, Focal Tangent Perspectives That Shift. I discovered that when I stepped away from the internet to try to find those keywords, those buzzwords. So, So what I was doing was I was putting in, for example, the word branding, and I would look at the synonyms and try to find similar words that meant the same thing. But all of it was leading me to words that didn't feel authentic. It didn't feel real to the message and the teachings that I want to bring onto this show. So what do I want to bring in the show? I really want to showcase the various approaches, the strategies, the stories that all lead to powerful results. I'm excited for the growth that this podcast will bring to its listeners. And I'm excited to learn and grow with you. 
as I celebrate the last days in this decade before I turn 40, I'm recording this episode. I want to share that I'm so excited to be here and I'm excited to show up each week consistently in the Focal Tangent podcast to share perspectives that shift. Thank you so much for following along and I'm so excited for what's to come. Thank you so much for joining me this week on the Focal Tangent Podcast. If you love this episode, be sure to rate and review the podcast and hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss the next episode. Until next time, I am your host, Natalie Amlani.